Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a podcast where we bring leaders from different domains in technology, product, sales, marketing, finance, etc. to share their insights in how to build and scale great companies. I'm Vani Kola, Managing Director of Kalari Capital and your host. Hello everyone. Welcome to Kalari Capital Behind the Scenes series. Today we have Manu Jain managing director of Xiaomi India joining us to share his learnings and insights from his experiences as both an entrepreneur as well as someone who has truly scaled businesses Manu I'm so pleased to have you on this behind the scenes episode thank you so much for sharing your learnings and insights with us uh, thank you so much Vani for inviting me uh... I've been a huge fan of you and what you have done at Kalari so my pleasure being here with you Manu you are someone who's very unique you take bold bets um you take many risks or what others perceive as risks for example the whole story which many people know about bringing Xiaomi to India uh but the question for you is really do you have a different framework how you evaluate opportunity and risk that allows you to make these big leaps so i have taken risk a few times in my life uh, maybe i'll just uh, go and tell you what like each of these incidents but each of these times when i took risk i really didn't know what i was doing right um, uh, uh my first big risk uh, i don't know if, uh, if you know this one but i was a very mediocre student in, in school right <laughs> and i didn't know what i will do in my life uh, so the first big risk that i took was i accidentally got into a government college and by the time i didn't know what iits were so when i went to that college people asked me like oh you got such a great rank and everything uh, you didn't apply to any iit so i then came to know that i was there's something called as iit so i dropped up from that college uh, and for my dad it was a big thing because uh, we were from lower middle class and paying the government fees government college fees and not getting an admission and still not getting an admission was a big thing for him uh, so i decided to do it uh, but things turned out to be well because next year i got into iit uh when i went to mckinsey uh i worked at mckinsey for 5 years uh, and uh, then decided to leave mckinsey without having anything without having knowing anything uh and the only thing that i knew was i wanted to do something in tech because i saw such great companies like amazon facebook google are the world changing the world and most of my work at mckinsey was still with more traditional brick and mortar companies and i wanted to do something in tech Uh, so I just left. Uh, a lot of people, including my mentors at McKinsey, told me I was taking a big risk. Uh, probably it will not work out. But somewhere in my heart, I knew that if I work hard and if I maybe like I can do something in the tech space, and that's how Jabong happened. And then after running Jabong for a few years, again I left Jabong, exited Jabong, uh, thinking that I want to do something in smartphone space because I saw smartphones changing the world, uh, changing the country, and I didn't know Xiaomi will ever happen to me. So some of these times I have taken risk. Uh, luckily, it worked out well for me. Uh, but I don't have. I wish I had a formula to share. But every time I just had a conviction that I was doing the right thing. Now at least I was directionally moving in the right direction. That's what I knew. Uh, but I didn't have any specific formula that I I I, I could share. You are one of the few people who have built a massive Indian brand. I think before twenty fourteen, I wonder. Uh, anyone really in india knew about xiaomi you know but you have in a very short period built a great brand that cuts across social and cultural barriers so 
what are your insights around building a brand especially building a mass brand you're right uh, one year first time i came to know about xiaomi was in 2013 uh, when i was running jabong and i came across this blog which said uh, this is a startup uh, which is building smartphones and really good quality smartphones and there were no xiaomi phones available in india so i wanted to test it out a friend of mine was going to singapore i asked him can you buy this smartphone for me uh, he brought up back a phone uh, which the company was selling at that point of time i used it for few months and i fell in love with it uh, that's how i got connected to the founder of the company that's how we became friends and then later on when i was thinking of doing something in xiaomi and they were xiaomi was looking to enter india that's how the marriage happened and they asked me to start xiaomi in india uh, and so when we started in 2014 uh, the realistic story is that nobody knew about xiaomi in fact a lot of people said uh, this is the wrong thing because the entire market was offline you we were planning to go online and we had zero marketing budget so people said the way to sell smartphone uh, that too if you want to be you have the aspiration to be a mass brand you should be present in offline through lakhs of shops you should be spending tons of money in marketing in cricket in ipl and uh, you're making a mistake by not uh, being present over there uh, to be honest at that point of time i was nervous i didn't know that we were doing the right things uh, a lot of times i had self doubt i thought maybe we will fail because a lot of people were saying that we will fail so i thought we will maybe they are right maybe we will genuinely fail uh, but uh, 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 the first time i got a conviction that we were in moving the right direction was when we brought in a small test quantity of 10000 units and then we tried selling it on our partner platform flipkart and half a million people turned up to buy this product without spending a single dollar on marketing and flipkart crashed for the first time in the history of flipkart so then we realized that we are on to something big and then india is changing uh so for us uh, it has always been over last 6 7 years since we've been in india is uh, all about two things one is building really good quality products with respect to the price point we have products from 7000 rupees all the way to 70000 rupees uh, but building the best product at each of these price points at best quality uh, try and cut down cost as much as we can and pass on that benefit to user uh, that's one big piece and second big piece has been leveraging social media and our fan clubs Uh, so we don't spend a lot of money on marketing or advertising uh, for the first years we literally spent 0 dollars last few years we have still spent some money but still significantly smaller uh, but how do we leverage social media digital in uh, platforms and how do we leverage our fan clubs uh, that has helped us build this brand or uh, some sort of a cult following within the tech enthusiast uh, so that has been our success mantra uh, of uh, building a brand in such a short period of time without spending marketing dollars you also have a great great a uh, personal brand uh, you know you focus on sharing generously about your team about life about your leadership insights so for those who want to sort of emulate you right what advice do you give on building strong personal brands and why it's important to invest in doing so having a strong personal brand helps especially if you are thinking of building a b2c business or a b2c see brand i think for any anybody i think it helps like whether it is a b2c business or b2b but more so in b2c because then people can relate who is the person behind the company who is the person who is taking decisions and how he or she is thinking so that way i believe especially for b2c brands it helps a lot uh for me uh like the fun part is i'm in by nature i am an introverted person 
so when i was growing up i found it very difficult to communicate in public settings i found it very difficult to communicate with people in large groups or gatherings or even on social media so if you look at till 6 7 years back i used to never post on social media because i was by nature an introverted person and then when i took up this role i realized that this role requires me to communicate with a large number of our fans our partners and everybody who's wanting to buy a smartphone so it was an acquired skill not something naturally which came to me of forcing myself to start communicating with the fans directly uh, so one thing that i realized was like when we were growing up uh, we always looked at tv as a medium for communication right we would see i would see a ad of a pepsi or a gold spot or something on tv and then i would go and buy that brand uh, but in today's world you have this medium called a social media where you can have two way interaction so i said the best way for me is to start posting whatever i see on a daily basis Uh, whether it is about team, about company, about the products that we are launching, or anything fun that I am seeing, uh, about my personal life, and I just try to be as genuine as I can be. Uh, like uh, not everything that I post is like go super viral, but I just try to be as genuine as I can be. So my suggestion would be uh, uh, just like two things. One, of course, people have to be regular uh, because even if you are following somebody, whether it is on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or YouTube. like if you're not posting regularly and regularly doesn't need to be daily but whatever the frequency decide once in a day once in a week once in a month but it has to be a regular thing so that people know what to expect from you second you have to be genuine you can't be like just faking and giving something that you don't practice yourself so a lot of things we don't practice and i never post about them or don't claim to be an expert on them but whatever we do i love to share it so that people can learn from learn from it so these are the two suggestion that i give to people for building personal brands that be regular and be genuine manu you know um one of the things that i was fascinated in our prior several conversations is how have you been so successful in creating uh, great teams today there is so much money in tech that people are poached all the time uh with uh, you know just simply uh, doubling or whatever their salaries and so forth but you have been able to create high performance teams hire them retain them so do you have any uh, hiring philosophy or anything to share on motivating teams and building the right cultures that maybe founders can take away one thing that we have maintained from the beginning till now is most of our key leaders uh, do not come from relevant background so nobody comes from smartphone background nobody comes from a tv consumer level background uh, just that most of the people come from internet tech background Uh, and we just look for people who are driven and who have achieved something in life uh, like our india ceo uh, is a person murli who was the india head of ebay uh, who was a country manager for ebay our uh, india ceo is a person who was a very senior person at snapdeal uh, he joined us from there for like last 5 6 years ago uh, our person who heads a redmi brand she was a chartered accountant she used to work at one of the big four firms as an auditor she joined us as an account manager then was heading the online sales and now she heads uh, redmi business which is a few billion dollar business uh, the person who heads a me business uh, was uh, working at bcg then was my chief of staff and now heads a me brand a uh, person who heads our uh, online sales uh, he again came from an e-commerce company background so you will see a lot of these people nobody came from an uh, relevant background that's the first thing uh, that you will see across all the leaders and because they don't come from relevant background they don't have any kind of package he aise hi hota hai this is the way to do things and they're always willing to try out new things and uh, try out something which has never been done before uh, second thing uh, this is true that uh, a lot of uh, like today given the 
kind of situation that we are in now, there are some crazy offers being floating around. And one thing that we did from the beginning, and we do it even now, is uh, we try and ensure that everybody gets equity in the company. Before we went public, almost every single team member got equity, had equity, and significant equity. And uh, some of their packages just grew 5x, 10x after we went public uh, because the kind of equity packages that they had. And at leadership level, uh, a lot of times, uh, significant part of the comp, uh, like majority of the comp is in equity, uh, which works both for the company and for the individual. Because if the company does well, uh, then individual can make a lot more money through equity than uh, they can ever think of making through cash. Uh, so our cash packages are not the highest in the industry, uh, but our equity packages are probably the highest in the industry or one of the highest in the industry. Uh, so that way, luckily, we have not lost a lot of people. And that is a self-selection. So people who are looking for maximizing cash, inherently, they do not join Xiaomi. So <laughs> there's a self-selection. Uh, but uh, people who are more committed from a long-term perspective and who are willing to work for equity. And luckily, in our case, now today, our equity is almost as good as cash because we're a public company. Uh, but few years, ago, few years ago, it was not. So most of the people, they were self-selection, people who are more committed from a long-term perspective and who are willing to take at a leadership level, 80, 90% of the package in equity, they came and joined Xiaomi. So it worked well for us. And luckily, amongst our leadership team, like top 30, 40 people, we have really lost anybody uh, uh, to any company. A few people have left because they want to start their own business or something, which we understand, but we haven't lost anybody because they wanted better composition uh, from any other company. Uh, I, one thing that we did uh, from the beginning, uh, I used to interview every single person. Uh, so till the time we were about 250-300 people, every single person, it was a rule uh, before he or she were to join, the last interview uh, will be with me. Uh, and then we relaxed that rule, uh, I think when we crossed the 300 mark. Uh, and today, uh, there's a certain level, above that level, if somebody is joining, I interview that person. And I just think, I don't check a lot of things about the capability, but more on the culture. And uh, I believe it is, as, as a head of the company in India, it's my responsibility to ensure that culturally we are aligned. So that's the biggest thing that I look for in my interview. So as long as I think that person will be a good culture fit, I give my green signal. And then I let the team decide on the technical capability in other areas. Uh, but I'm mainly responsible for the culture I'm there. I think there's lots of golden nuggets there um, to think, consider, and of course, implement. There is a rise in uh, uh, D2C brands that we hadn't seen to the degree before. So what do you see India opportunity? How do you see India opportunity for the next decade? If you really think about this, right, uh, India is very different from, say, Euro US, Europe, and China, right? Uh, because... US, Europe, and China, most of the people started using internet a lot earlier. And a lot of people have laptops, desktops, tablets, and Wi-Fi. Uh, in India, uh, this whole internet boom came over last few years thanks to data um, uh, and thanks to smartphones, good quality smartphones. 90% of the people still use internet on just one single device, which is a smartphone. right? So, And uh, if you go to even smaller towns, a lot of people now, thanks to social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, they know what is happening across the world and they want to buy good quality products. So I am extremely bullish on the, the new uh, direct-to-consumer brands which are being built. Some of them are building great quality product. 
And the reason why I am a big believer of D2C because that's something that we saw at R and also before we came in, the traditional way of selling smartphone, if or even if you look at any other product, say a watch or a T-shirt, if the product is hundred rupees, by the time you give it to a national distributor, then a state distributor, then a city distributor, then a retailer, and it reaches the consumer, it typically becomes depending upon which industry you are in, becomes one fifty to one rupees. So the consumer is paying that fifty to hundred rupees extra. not because the company is charging it but because there's a huge distribution change uh, involved in it and that maybe worked well in fmcg 50 years ago but that's not the right model that a lot of companies should follow now so i genuinely think if you have a great quality product and if you try and sell it directly to consumers uh, either through your own platform or through your own stores or through other digital platforms it actually makes a lot of sense you can cut down a lot of distribution costs And pass on the benefit to user. And if you have a great quality product at a great price, why not consumers will come and buy? Uh, so uh, that's what I would say. Uh, having said so, there's also a possible risk. Whenever you're building a B two C, like sorry, a D two C brand, uh, you need to be a lot more careful about uh, uh, word of mouth and what people are saying on social media because that's what people are reading and then coming and uh, buying your product for. so you have to be a lot more careful than as compared to other brands who are more traditional in nature because even if over there people are maybe not happy but they will they may not complain and the users of those brands are not actually looking for comments on social media or on digital platform uh, but in your case people are that's how they are coming to know about your brand and buying so you have to be a lot more careful of your product quality of your product uh, features and you need to ensure that your reputation online is is should be pretty good no uh, manu this has been really a very fascinating conversation and uh, uh, thank you so much for sharing so many wonderful insights and uh, uh, you know wish uh, uh, somehow we could get you to mentor every founder out there <laughs> thank you thank you so much manu